Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Let's talk about our emotions. How, as a Christian, do we manage our emotions? How do we stay balanced in the Lord in our emotions? How well do we manage our emotions, which we actually are supposed to do? I think there's a difference between having emotions and being emotional. We all have emotions. They all have to be processed through. So how do we do that? There's some things that we have to recognize in ourselves. There's, of course, a work in the Lord that needs to be done. There's so many scripture verses on the importance of managing our emotions so we don't become emotional. I think those are two different words that we really have to uh, focus on. There's actually a phrase in psychology and it's called emotional intelligence. And we all have what I would refer to as EI, emotional intelligence, similar to an IQ. So an IQ, that measures our intellect. An EI would measure our emotional balance within ourselves. And I just see where our emotions cause us to become emotional, and then we are robbed. We are robbed of so much when we are in a perpetual state of allowing our emotions to cause us to become emotional, and then in that place of being emotional, our emotions rule us instead of us ruling up our emotions. So I'm going to throw a few scripture verses out first and then make some points. Because how do we walk this out as a Christian? We're not supposed to be hot-tempered. We're not supposed to fly off at the handle. We're not supposed to um, remain in a place of discouragement, remain in a place of of depression and sadness, grieving. Those are all emotions that we can have and they're real. They've been actually given to us by God, but we are supposed to manage them, process them in a healthy manner and then release them. You know, even the the good emotions, like there's times to be happy and silly and playful but there's times for those emotions to not be in play, situations for those not to be in play. So we really do have to understand how to rule our emotions. And I hope 
through listening today, you can grab some nuggets to take with you and begin your journey of having your emotions, processing them, and not becoming emotional and being robbed. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, which my husband and I recently just did a podcast on this verse, now that I think about it, about not being anxious, right? And that's what this says. Don't be anxious about anything, actually. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's a promise we have. We're not supposed to be anxious about anything. Now, I don't want people to beat themselves up for having these emotions, feelings, however you want to rank them, define them. But we're supposed to quickly, when that anxious feeling comes in, we're supposed to quickly give it to the Lord. And then when we do that, not take it back. Another scripture verse, Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. So good. So good. We are not supposed to just react to situations. We are supposed to step back and respond. That's basically what that is saying. We are not supposed to be hot-tempered. If we are, something's off kilter and we need to check it. Romans 12 Verse two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is how we can know if our emotions are getting out of control and falling into the category of being emotional. Galatians 5, 16 through 24, one of my favorite scriptures but I say, and this is key for all of us in every area of our life, not just in our emotions, every single area of our life, this, this should be our motto. Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Be convicted by the Spirit. Be corrected by the Spirit. Yield to the Spirit. That unctioning inside of you, that stirring in your stomach, you know, that flip in your stomach when you're about to say something, when you're about to respond a certain way. Listen to it. Let it correct you. Let it reel you in. Don't choose to ignore it and say, I'm just going to let myself go over here. I'm going to give to my flesh because in that moment, that's what I want to do. No, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Allowing ourselves to become emotional is gratifying the flesh, right? One of the fruits of the Spirit is to be self-controlled. We have to learn how to control our emotions so they don't shift into emotional. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. There's a constant battle going on, constant battle going on inside of us at all times. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. 
But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. That doesn't mean you have the right to go out and do anything because you're not under the law. There's still, the law of the Lord is still in effect. And be cautious to the leniency that you give your life. We're not under the law, but that doesn't mean everything is acceptable. Be careful of the doors you open under the title of grace. You don't know where they will lead. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, and it goes on. And all of those things are from not keeping your emotions in check, not processing them. I'm not saying ignore your emotions. I'm not saying become emotionless. Our emotions are important and God did give them to us. We have to recognize the healthy ones. We have to recognize the unhealthy ones. There are healthy emotions there. Sometimes there is a healthy reason we're responding a certain way and we have to address that. And sometimes there's an unhealthy reason we're responding a certain way and we have to address that. Holy Spirit, show me, teach me, guide me. What's the root? What's the root? Ecclesiastes 3, 4. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh and a time to mourn and a time to dance. Like I was saying a few minutes ago, there is a time. There is a time for a lot of different emotions in our life. We have to recognize if we're in that time, does our emotion line up to it? And if not, we have to make that adjustment. We're not supposed to be afraid. We're not supposed to be frightened. We're not supposed to be dismayed. God told Joshua that in Joshua chapter one at verse nine, have I not commanded you? Uh, this is a command, a command. Be strong, be courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That should give us a settled peace, a grounded and rooted peace that cannot leave room for anything to come in and rock us. And I'm not saying stuff doesn't catch us by surprise. And I'm not saying we don't have to process stuff, but it shouldn't rock us. He's with us wherever we go. And other, not just, that doesn't just mean geographically. That means in the seasons of our life too. He is with us wherever we go. Let's just shift over to the basicness, I guess, of emotions. What are some things that we have to do in regard to our emotions? We have to know our emotions. We have to have a self-awareness. Knowing your feelings and recognizing your feelings, recognizing that you're, you're having an emotion about something, that's actually at the core of emotional intelligence. And then, of course, kind of what we're talking about today is managing your emotions. Truthfully, being emotionally intelligent means that we are able to handle our emotions in the appropriate manner. You know, there is a time for some strong, serious grief in your life. There is a time for that, for sure. Make sure that 
the level of grief you're giving something matches the true loss of the situation. You shouldn't have an equivalent of a grief of death of a close friend, a close family member over something very small not going your way. That's managing your emotions, recognizing the level of motion, emotion to the actual event, circumstance, situation going on in your life at that moment. Recognizing that. In the Lord, leaning in the Lord, bearing our heart to the Lord, that's how we can effectively, um, what's the term I want to use? Bounce back, I guess. You know, something caught us off guard, something blindsided us, and with it, it brought true emotions, raw emotions. But we can't stay there. In the Lord, we have to quickly rise up from deep, great loss in our life, from uh, major disappointments, discouragement, setbacks, you know, financial setbacks, relational setbacks, uh, circumstantial setbacks. Those are all real things that happen in our life. And emotions that come with them are also real, but we have to be quick to rise back up, to step back up from these things. You know, that phrase, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, get up and move on. And I'm not talking about just tucking away and ignoring emotions. Just because you're someone that processes something quickly doesn't mean you've put it under the carpet, you're not dealing with it. I am absolutely not saying that. Deal with what you need to deal with. Become heal and whole in the Lord. And really, our emotions are great indicators. How we respond to things show us where, how, and what we need healing from still in the Lord. We have, and we have, to, we have to be motivated in this to be able to do this because it's not an easy thing. We have to be motivated to learn, to discipline, to lean in the Holy Spirit for his strength, to not fall over to the flesh, to not uh, just fly off however we want to fly off and become emotional. But we have to motivate ourselves to process our emotions, recognize, I can't say that enough, recognize them, but process them. Yes, this is how I'm feeling. Absolutely. I'm going to process this, right? Ecclesiastes 3, 4 tells us there's a time to weep. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. And actually, you can even jump over to Romans chapter 12, verse 15, even tells us to do that with other people. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. So we help one another in processing out our emotions. But do not lose control and become emotional. Allow other people to recognize emotions in you that aren't healthy. Allow them to point them out to you. That's not a fun moment by any means, but allow that to be done in your life. And if other people can recognize emotions in you or you can recognize emotions in other people, then you can actually help them. You can help others handle their emotions. Emotional intelligence is really an important goal to set for yourself. And 
people can excuse it and just say, I, oh, I'm just more emotional. And you may be in certain areas more sensitive, but don't stay in that place of being emotional. Like journal your emotions, you know, just, just maybe like for a week or something or a few days, just keep track of all your different emotions and how you responded to the different emotions you experienced. Being transparent with yourself. And then look back through them and give them to the Lord and ask the Lord to show you, how could I have handled this differently? How could I have handled this better? You may even see in some things you handled it pretty good. You just forget those moments that you handle things good. So it can be this can be a very uh, both encouraging and challenging assignment, I guess. You know, it's all for you. Nobody else is going to read it. You know, some of our emotions can be our bodily reactions, you know, we're, and that's showing us an emotion that we're experiencing. Romans 8 verse 28 tells us that God who loves us, and I'm paraphrasing this, who loves us, right? He works all things together for his good, right? For those that are called according to his purpose. And that kind of basically says, if you'll yield it to him, he can use it for his good. And that's something that can really help us when we're trying to process emotions that we have, when we're frustrated with a situation or a circumstance that we find ourselves in. We can rest and we can trust that God's gonna use this if I'll hand it over to him. God will use this for something good, no matter how terrible it seems, no matter how significant deep the emotion is. God will use it if we will rest in that and trust him and yield to him and let him. Emotional intelligence affects every area of our life and every relationship we have. Basically, our level of emotional intelligence is referring to our ability to recognize emotions our ability to maybe recognize this is getting a little out of hand. I need to reel myself in. I need to ask the Lord, why am I really feeling this way? And we have all had that moment where the Holy Spirit has quickened us and told us, you need to reel yourself in here. And we have given to the flesh, like I was talking about in Galatians chapter five. No, instead we've given to the flesh knowing we were about to reel out of control in our emotions and become emotional, and we've just simply let it happen and satisfied the flesh in that moment. But being emotionally intelligent is being able to manage your emotions. Recognize this is getting a little off base. I'm overreacting. How about I'm underreacting? Whatever it is, whatever our reaction is, it's a highlight of something in our heart. I wanna reiterate this point. God gave us our emotions. They are from God, so we have to recognize that. We can't minimize emotions if we have them and we've been made in the image of God, then God gave them to us with purpose, right? So we can't like make our emotions the black sheep of our life. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm having an emotion about something and get fearful in that, if that makes sense. No, we have to understand I'm having this emotion and there's purpose to it in some capacity. What I'm feeling, the emotion I'm going through, is that, and how I'm responding even, 
because we respond based on our emotions. Is is it going to be good for me? Is it going to be good for the other person? Like, is it going to help? If not, we probably need to pull back a little bit, right? So emotions, it's something that moves us in one way or another. It moves us to happiness. It it moves us to frustration. It moves us to joy. uh, It moves us to laugh. It moves us to be concerned, you know, all of those things. But we must come back to the place that God gave us these emotions and how do I process them? We're not supposed to be anxious for anything, right? Like I read in Philippians chapter four, we're not supposed to be anxious for anything. And, you know, first Peter chapter five tells us to be anxious, but do not sin. And that's key. Be anxious, but do not sin. So it goes on to say, be self-controlled, be alert, right? Why? Because your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking to devour you. And I'm paraphrasing this for sure. Okay, so we all have um, situations that can make us anxious, right? And they, they come in in a flicker of a moment. We weren't expecting them. So we become anxious. But if we quickly turn to God, Lord, I'm feeling anxious about this. Uh, Show me the truth of this situation. I'm giving this to you. I'm going to place this in your hands. Be anxious, but do not sin. So the emotion is okay. Remaining in anxiety, remaining in worry or fear, that's where the sin comes in. We're warned, right, to be alert, be vigilant. Don't get caught off guard. Our anxiety... Our worry, our concern, our anger, our fear, our sadness, our discouragement, our dismay, they are highlighting a situation and we're responding to it. And so we have to step back and ask the Lord to show us, like I said a few moments ago, what is the truth about this situation? And then... What do you say about this situation? Let Holy Spirit show me, am I being ridiculous? Or is my response emotionally intelligent? Then you have to ask yourself, what do you think God will do in this situation? And ask God to show you. And he doesn't always, that's the truth, but might as well ask, right? Maybe it's not for us to know right in that moment, but at least if we ask, we have the possibility of knowing. Sometimes it's simply just gonna be, trust me, I'm not gonna explain it to you right now. But when we can know the truth of a situation, we can rest a lot more. We don't wanna be out of control in our emotions. We don't wanna give ourselves over to our emotions and then in effect become emotional. That's what we don't want to do. That's where we lose the fruit of the spirit of being self-controlled. Don't, don't let your emotions become your identity. Don't let, quote unquote, I'm emotional, become your identity. No, you're rooted and grounded in the things of the Lord. Don't allow your emotions to become your idol. Recognize them and give them to God quickly. It's important to not ignore emotions, but to process them. Why am I feeling this way? 
And what am I going to do about it? Do I need to do anything about it? We really need to recognize our emotions and not ignore them, not try to act like we don't have any, not feel guilty for having them, right? Paul told us to be angry, but sin not. So clearly he knew there was gonna be anger there, but sin not, don't stay in your anger. That's what that's saying. It's so good. Don't stay in it. Control your envy, control your jealousy, control your anger, control your discouragement, control your disappointment. Get the word out. Find out what God says about the situation. Don't choose a denial of emotions, ignoring emotions, acting like they shouldn't exist. And so now you just bury it and nothing in there is getting healed. We're supposed to recognize our emotions through the eyes of God and process them. It may show us that we're, we have an area of our heart that's not yet healed. And truthfully, if we've become emotional, if we've overreacted to a situation, have we repented to God? Sometimes we'll repent to the person, but I don't know if we repent to God. And in that process of repenting to God, asking him to give us the strength to change, the desire to change, if the desire and motivation, like I said a little while ago, is not there, then we never will change. We never will grow in emotional intelligence. I want to close with this point. Our emotions move us to action in one way or another. Sometimes they cause us to become emotional and we overreact to a situation or we withdraw. And it's typically external. It's typically uh, our emotions, our, our actions from our emotions are typically projected toward other people. Even if, if we're overreacting, uh, we're responding to a person in a way we shouldn't respond. And if we're withdrawing, then we're kind of punishing that person by withdrawing and being silent. Both of those um, actions, I guess, are not appropriate. So for our, when our emotions move us to action in a healthy way, is, okay, I'm feeling this emotion. I recognize this emotion. Now, how do I in a healthy way, process this emotion. Am I being ridiculous and I don't need to address this? Like it's my issue, Lord, show me why I'm responding this way. Or sometimes we're having an emotion because it does need to be addressed with another person, but it needs to be addressed in a mature manner. So it's dealt with properly. And it comes down to uh, the power of our thoughts, the power in our mind, like our emotions kind of come from our heart, but they also come from our mind. Um, and there's the scripture, I believe I already referred to it in Romans chapter 12 about uh, not being conformed to the world, but what being transformed by the renewal of our minds. Some translations say daily, daily, the daily renewal of our mind. This is why it's so important, you know, to be in the Word of God, to play worship music. It shifts your mind. It shifts your thinking, your whole thought process for sure. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We destroy arguments 
and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. That was the English Standard Version. I want to read a couple other translations in that. So the King James Version says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That casting down, I've studied this out before. That casting means to throw down, to send away with force, to throw off or away, to get rid of and to shed. That's kind of violent. Everything in our mind that does not line up with the word of God, we are supposed to cast it down. The amplified version of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 tells us, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. I read the wrong verse. That was verse 4. I want to read verse 5. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. That's our key verse. That I would say in Romans 12 verse two, for becoming emotionally intelligent, becoming mature in how we recognize and process our emotions so we don't get into a place of being emotional and it robs us of moments in our life, time in our life that we just can't get back once it's passed by. So I want to encourage you, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, to not be conformed to the world, to be transformed by the renewal of your mind daily. And then I want to encourage you over in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, cast down those imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself, bring it in obedience. Bring it captive to Christ. Like, picture yourself with your hand, that thought, that emotion that's not lining up with the Word of God and you know it. Literally, put your hand on your forehead, reap, rip that thought that emotion out of your forehead, out of your mind, or out of your heart, and throw it violently down to the ground and say, you are not going to rob me anymore. I'm going to line up to the obedience of Christ and what his word says. And I'm going to walk in the fruits of the Spirit as I take my emotions captive and line up to the word of God. I will walk in love. I will walk in joy. I will walk in peace. I will walk in patience. I will walk in kindness. I will walk in goodness. I will walk in faithfulness. I will walk in gentleness. I will have self-control because you know what? As Galatians 5.23 tells us, against such thing, there is no law. And we will become emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent.